0: I did not have gloves on. Now there's literally not an experience in the world that could follow that. No, I have
1: pumped on some chest. Yeah, I pumped then, on some. Yeah, that's good point. You, know, you know, it's like pumped on some chest. And there was mom, um, who was sitting on her baby, and the head was, uh, I would say, most of the way delivered. You know, pretty much the the sidewalk will bake you out there.
2: <laughs> so cattle can be a very crazy place. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to cast your source of emergency medicine knowledge, ethics, and tips designed for you, the medical student. I'm your host, Patrick Fink, and today we're talking with Nicholas Robbins and Alexander Kaminsky about their experiences rotating as medical students at county hospitals. With VSAS right around the corner, lots of third-year students are asking why they would choose to do their EM away rotation at an academic or a county institution and we're going to dig into the experiences that Alex and Nick had at two county programs. We touch on what sets county experiences apart, what you can expect from your county rotation, and why you would choose to leave the safety of academia and head out into the uncharted waters of a county rotation. Without further ado, here's Alex and Nick. All right, Alex and Nick, thanks for coming and joining us to talk about county away rotations in emergency medicine. Why don't you start by introducing yourselves and talking a bit about which rotation you chose to attend.
1: So yeah, I'm Alex Kaminsky, uh, as most of you EMIG casters know. um, I did my rotation at Cook County Hospital, which is uh, John H. Stroger Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. Um, It is, uh, I did my rotation uh, after my sub-I at OHSU. um, I also considered Maricopa, uh, Hennepin, Highland, um, basically uh, all of the, some of the, not all, some of the quintessential uh, county programs.
0: Hi, yeah, I'm Nicholas Robbins uh, and I rotated at Maricopa County Hospital. Uh, I did this after my OHSU rotation. There was a few other places that I was interested in. Parkland County Hospital, which is uh, UT Southwestern in Dallas, Texas. Um, I also was interested in Alameda County and also Hennepin.
2: Can you talk for just a moment about some of the key features of the program where you rotated? How many students were there and how the emergency room was structured?
1: Yeah, so I think maybe uh, what would make sense first would be to describe what the department looks like. Um, So uh, Cook County is divided into three different sections in their emergency department um, and that does not include their trauma or pediatrics, which are their own departments uh, within the county hospital. Um, So the the main county hospital is divided into three partitions. Uh, There's the green, red and the blue team. Uh, Green team is low acuity. Uh, It's sort of like a triage. Um, But then in addition to that, um, they have all of their orthopedics as well as their GYN rooms and uh, an entire section dedicated to asthma is all part of the green team Um, and then um, the red team is a high acuity um, you know really sick patients for the most part um, including their recess bays and their blue team um, is uh, patients that are possibly sick but are generally going to require more of a workup before we can dispo them Um, and so uh, the medical students role really depends on what team they're on Um, on the green team um, is where the medical students get the majority of their procedures that's where you're gonna have your abscesses, your lac repairs, um, some of your um, orthopedic reductions, um, as well as uh, you don't get quite as much exposure to the asthma room, though, as a medical student. But, um, you know, in, as a whole, medical students are picking their patients off the board. And, you know, at least at Cook County, um, you could pick any, you could cherry pick anything that was of interest to you. Um, So really anything was fair game Uh, with the exception of if you were on the red team You weren't getting the recess patients, quite obviously Um, But uh, so yeah on green team, um, you know, it was a lot of routine um, Triage sort of sort of things I guess I would just be repeating myself if I said that, but you know, as a medical student, like I said, you can really cherry pick anything on the board that was of interest to you. So if you are getting a lot of you know shortness of breath or chest pain patients, you know, you can pick anything else that comes through the door. There wasn't much trauma exposure um, unless you specifically requested to take trauma shifts, but that wasn't part of the medical student rotation at Cook County. Um, I do know of students that go there and do spend time on the trauma team, Um, but for me, you know, it was it was a busy enough rotation that I didn't really find it necessary, and I got enough trauma at my home rotation that I didn't really think that was necessary. Um, And then again, since the pediatrics is a different uh, side as well, that's not something that the the medical students generally were exposed to, but just lots of bread and butter cases coming through the ED. Uh,
0: So at Maricopa County, it is divided up into a small triage area, which the medical student can participate in on a shift. They have a very active attending there that will go out in the waiting room, kind of find patients and bring them back to the triage room, sort of get things going. And the reason why is lots of times at the county program, it takes a while to get labs back. It takes a while to get imaging going. So you want to make your first kind of differential diagnosis and get some of those things ordered. You're not working up the whole entire patient. You're just going to get a quick history and see whether or not they need to be expedited at all. From there, there's two trauma recess bays. And... You'll get any sort of you know blunt or penetrating trauma, and then you have five medical recess bays, which really get a wide variety of patients that can be really sick. For instance, uh, a patient that I had there was a heroin overdose that passed out in the heat, came in with a hundred and eight degree temperature, and you know really was kind of a complex patient because this patient had both burns and was you know had overdosed and had. Uh, you know, respiratory depression. So you really get a wide range of things in there. From that, you talk about the back of the room. You have a small room where you can take care of some of your low acuity things, earaches, simple lacerations. You have about six or seven beds for psych patients. And then you have the rest of the back, which is just kind of your run in the mill workups, both OG and just kind of OBGYN and uh, your regular medical type stuff. The... Medical student can cherry pick, sort of like Alex says, for the good cases, cases that there's a good workup where you can do a good presentation and come up with a differential. If there's a certain case that you want to see or something that you haven't seen, uh, it's real easy to just kind of pick that case out. You don't have to take them in a particular order. The student there does report to the chief resident who does a really good job of trying to get the student procedures, get involved with traumas. And really, it's just a matter of making sure that you're proactive and getting involved in all those things you can, but there's absolutely no limitations going there for the types of cases that you can get involved in.
1: I think that's an important point actually, is who does the medical student report to as far as a rotation goes. So uh, at Cook County, the medical student reports directly to the attending uh, on most shifts. However, sometimes uh, on some of the busier shifts, uh, students might report to the uh, fourth year uh, residents, but by and large, it's directly to the attending.
2: Was that significantly different from the experience that you had at OHSU?
0: Yeah, for me it was. At OHSU, you would come in and you were part of a team and you were with, a attending and then either like a second or third year resident and you were on um, at the very beginning of shift and you ended the shift with them. Uh, At Maricopa County the shifts overlapped a little bit so you weren't necessarily coming on. There would be typically two attendings that were overseeing the entire ED in all ranges of uh, residents from the R1s to the R3s. And so they could be working with uh, a combination of different people. So at OHSU, I think the the thing that really stood out for me is we got a very, um, you know, we would get sign off when we'd come in for the patients for whatever team we were taking over from. And at the very end of our shift, we'd sign out to the next team, which was a little different at the county program.
2: So let's go ahead and get to the meat of the issue, which I think the the big question that folks have when applying to VSAS and thinking about where they want to do their away rotation is why would they choose to go to a county program? What are they going to get there that they're not getting at an academic center?
1: Yeah, I think as far as uh, looking at programs to apply to, um, it it really I think that it boils down to patient populations. Um, You know, at an academic center, uh, it's 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 just a different experience. Uh, At an academic center, you have a lot of medically complex patients, um, which is a great experience. But um, sometimes you don't. But, but, at a county institution, you have, uh, you know, very common diseases that have progressed to end stage disease. Um, and so it's, you know, the patient population at a county hospital is generally speaking very low socioeconomic status. Um, I want to say now, I want to say that uh, the that the number of insured patients at Cook County was something like four um, percent. So the vast majority of patients, you know, despite the Affordable Care Act, um, have no insurance, um, and so these are and some of these patients are people who have never seen a physician in their life, um, or at least within the last five, 10 years. Most of them get uh, the majority of of their medical care at the county hospital. Um, So that includes everything from primary care complaints uh, to to obviously medical emergencies. So so big differences between uh, county versus academic programs is definitely the patient population.
0: Yeah, I would say for me, the big thing was the patient population as well. I think one of the things that I saw that was different between an you know OHSU which is an academic center and the county program was that sometimes you also have to think ahead because these patients don't necessarily have a primary care provider and most of the patients that I had at OHSU even though they were there for some sort of emergency had somebody that was was following them. And at the county program, they didn't necessarily have that. So lots of times we had to order an extra lab or order extra tests knowing that it wouldn't get back for five or seven days and then kind of set the follow-up sometimes back in the emergency department or try to get somebody to call them with those results and hopefully have them follow up with what might be their first PCP visit. Um, But essentially, I think I, I agree that, you know, the patient population is the biggest thing you know, I kind of went down there with the assumption that, hey, it's a county program, lots of times you might get to do more. I did a, a whole bunch of procedures essentially at OHSU. I didn't feel like I had any deficiencies in getting procedures or, you know, like I didn't get enough of those opportunities. And I didn't think I got any more opportunities at, at the county program that I didn't see at OHSU. So I don't necessarily that think that was it. It was more about kind of you know, learning the, you know, with that sort of population, sometimes with the socioeconomic differences, they have different values um, that you might not see in people coming to an academic program. I'll give you one example. Um, especially at Maricopa County, it's a large Hispanic population. A lot of the population has people in the community that um, like to give a lot of medical advice. They have a lot of cultural um remedies that they try to use. And so a lot of that is around, you know, a lot of the discussion is around how can you integrate this into their emergency care, actually, and not making them kind of wrong, you know, if they come to the emergency department after having a failed treatment. Um, For instance, I had a, a patient come in and he had a kind of a big laceration that he had got. It was kind of a rip across his abdomen and he had tried to put an antibiotic on it and it was kind of this special purple antibiotic that he had. And I asked him where he got that. And he's like, oh, yeah, from the butcher. Like everybody goes to the, butch, the the local Hispanic butcher to kind of treat these sort of things down there. And so, you know, you don't want to alienate your patient by telling them, well, yeah, you know, you know maybe that wasn't the best idea um, while kind of embracing, you know, mm-hmm. their cultural traditions. But then, you know, on the other hand, making sure you treat them really well.
1: I would say um, one of the other differences as well, I think I sort of alluded to earlier, um, is just the sheer volume of patients that you see at a county hospital is higher and sometimes you'll hear people speak to the level of acuity as well, which I think is partially true, but it also might just be a function of the volume as well. When you have so many patients coming through the door, it just makes sense that you see a little bit higher acuity or, or more frequently, I should say.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that I necessarily saw more patients when I was at the county program. But there definitely is a, uh, you know, intense feeling of needing to be efficient within that. Uh, The, you know, the facility is not huge and people will come in the door, you know, all hours of the day. And so they really work on making sure you get people in and out of there efficiently because, you know, space, time, money is very, very important in a county program. And so that's why, you know, they have the triage attending that will go out and make sure that, hey, is this somebody that's just here maybe for some sort of medication refill or, you know, something really quick or, you know, is it there for a dental pain and they just need to refer, you know, a referral to a dentist or some other thing that, you know, we don't need to let them sit in the waiting room for four or five hours and then take up a room before we work them up.
2: So some students might be afraid of a county experience because they've heard that it is really busy and that the environment therefore is, is a more sink or swim. Do you think that's a fair characterization? And if so, how can you deal with that as a medical student?
1: So I do agree that it's probably a little bit more of a, a dive in head first sort of situation. Um, but that being said, I don't feel like I was ever um, Left uh, unattended, Um, you know. I I felt as though, um, you know, there was always a level of support uh, and supervision there um, as I needed it. I would say that at a county program, they were very supportive of letting you do as much as you were comfortable with doing. Um, But there was never, like I said, a lack of supervision. And if you didn't know how to do something, you know, they were always uh, excited to teach.
0: Yeah, I don't. I didn't really feel like it was a sink or swim uh, situation. There was at least one or two students there that were just rotating because the emergency medicine rotation was part of their curriculum and they weren't actually going into emergency medicine. And I don't feel like they were ever kind of um, put in a situation that was uncomfortable for them. There was a lot of teaching that was going on all the time and there was a lot of attention that was paid to, to the students. And I didn't ever feel like I was over my head there. I would definitely say that... If you want to get a good experience that you would need to be proactive because if a trauma is coming in and you don't run to the front room or run to the recess bay to get involved in that nobody is necessarily going to drag you up there and have you get involved somebody may tell you something's coming and let you know something's coming Um, if you were seeing a patient and something came over the phone you know they would definitely let you know that say hey this is coming in it's about 10 minutes out. Um, But it would really be up to you to get involved in as much as you want to get involved in. And I think that was one of the things that um, was really great is that as a medical student there, you know, you, um, you could cross the lines to the other areas and get involved in a situation. Whereas maybe at the academic center here at OHSU, you know, since the You know, each team was taking care of a particular patient, you didn't always cross over to the other team to get involved. Whereas there, it was like, hey, you know, I haven't done this, or, um, you know, could I get in and be, you know, second up to do CPR in this patient? They would fully, you know, support you in doing that and make sure that you got the experience that you wanted.
1: Yeah, I think I'd probably actually echo what Nick said. Um, I think that uh, realistically, um, they were comfortable with you doing what you felt comfortable doing. Um, you know, so for those of us that are inclined to do emergency medicine, they were willing to let you act closer to the level of an intern. Um, but you know, for those students that might be a little bit more apprehensive or timid in such situations, um, there was definitely they were definitely um, happy to spend more time teaching. Um, so I think it depended more on uh, what your own personal goals were as a medical student in a suburban role.
2: So to keep the, the myth-busting balance, let's talk briefly about academic medical centers. One of the critiques that I hear about rotating at an academic medical center is that there are a lot of subspecialties around who might take some of the more interesting patients or procedures away from you. Is that an experience that you had at OHSU or didn't have, uh, conversely, at county?
1: I think it's very institution-dependent, so I can really only speak for Cook County. Um, You know, at OHSU, um, there were certain situations where some of the residents were um, not first in line for a certain procedure. One example I can think about is, uh, um, you know, anytime there was a hip reduction that came through the door, um, it was orthopedics that took the first swing at that. Whereas uh, at a county institution, before they they actually didn't have their own orthopedics department, Um, they had rotators from I believe it was Northwestern, um, but it was. Was the emergency department who um, took first crack at things, um, but that also might have been a function of the time of the year. See, we were there uh, in I think it was July, which is you know when all the new interns are coming through, and so you know at this it's it's at the same time where people are starting to get their first procedures in. So I don't know that I can accurately answer that question because I don't know what it's like in January once the interns have been there for a little while.
0: So yeah, I think. The most important thing to figure out when you're looking at an academic versus county program, you know, or rotating, and some of the observations you make is, yeah, there is going to be a difference at an academic program where you have anesthesia, you know, who has a program there, and you know they, you know, often are available to come do the hard airways in some situations, or you know, an active trauma team because they have a surgical residency there. But one of the things you got to figure out is, in a program, is that something I want to be doing all the time? Can I get the experience at an academic program doing hard airways? Absolutely. You know, do I want to go to a place where I'm going to be responsible for doing the hard airways all the time? So, yes. So, you know, at the county program, I did see where the residents had a lot more responsibilities as far as those go. The anesthesia... Anesthesiology didn't really show up um, to do the hard airways because, you know, they weren't called. They were there if they were available. You know, if they needed them, they were available but they didn't automatically show up to every trauma situation, and nobody was looking over and saying, hey, this is gonna be a hard airway, anesthesia needs to do it. It was pretty much the emergency re- residents. So I would say that that is a contrast that I at least saw in those programs, and I don't think that's as much as a county. I think that's more of a function of, does this institution have multiple residency programs with multiple learners that are le- le- uh, that are looking to uh, further master their specialty and whatever it is that they're looking at doing.
1: I think that's an important point is, you know, do you want to be the person that's always responsible for a certain procedure? And I think uh, the probably the best way to put it would be that at a county program, at least from my you know short experience, is that a county program, uh, a lot of these specialties are more of a consultant role, whereas at an academic center, um, they're, they're, they're sometimes the priority role. And like I said, again, that might be a function of the time of year as well.
2: So if we recognize and set aside that some students are treating their away rotation as an interview for the program of their choice, why then would other students choose to rotate at an academic institution?
0: So from my perspective, I rotated at a county program because our home program's academic. And the only reason why I would think that you would want to not see a county program You know, I actually, I don't know why you wouldn't want to see a contrast between settings because until you do that, you really don't know what's the best fit for you. So if you're, you know, if you're at a school, for instance, you know, if you were, a student at University of Phoenix whose normal emergency medicine rotation is at a county program, I think it'd be extremely important to go to an academic program to see because things are ran a lot differently. Um, The teaching is going to be a little bit different. The way Um, the teams are run is going to be a little bit different. The types of patients that you'll see as far as the um, complexity of some of the diseases that they have are going to be different. And you may find that that is what you're looking for. And for a lot of people, I think that's totally true. You know, emergency medicine is not always, you know, the traumas and the hard airways and all that stuff that, you know, sometimes we see on TV, you know, there are different settings where you're working up some pretty complex patients and, you know, you really want to think about that. And the other thing is to get exposure to what an academic center does as far as research goes. And I mean, research is just a huge part of our profession. And, you know, in contrast to, to the County program that i am at was at research is available if you want to go after it and they'll definitely support you but it's not you know they don't have the number of attendings actively working on different projects um, from the get-go and there's just not a broad variety of different topics I think that you could get into if research was some you know and funding for research was something that was really important to you.
1: Yeah, I completely echo what Nick said. I think um, I, I primarily went to a county program just to see that contrast as well. Um, I would say where I rotated, um, you know, there is uh, still a fair amount of research being conducted. Um, but uh, I think one of the other uh, important differences as well, um, just like, you know, when looking for a fit for you, because, you know, as, as we apply to residency or consider applying to residency, you know, there's three major flavors in emergency medicine, academic, county and community. Um, and I think that, you know, having not spent a lot of time in a community hospital, um, I can't really speak to that, but I, I feel like the largest contrast, at least, that I was able to visualize was between a county and an academic program. So I think that's why I initially went there. Um, and then one of the other things too is is, the differences in resources. And I don't just mean this consultable services, but, you know, just actual physical resources in the department are just greatly different from a county versus an academic program. Academic programs often have, you know, the newest and the most cutting edge, um, you know, uh, clinical tools available to them um, where those aren't, aren't usually the case, at least not at the county program that I rotated at.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important distinction too, and that's not going to be the same for every county program. And we know that we know that there's some county programs that are are very well funded, mm-hmm. um, and so you wouldn't want to just think that oh, just because it's a county program that there's no resources. There are definitely are resources at county programs, but lots of times it's different. And you know, if you you know if you're at a program that you know has of just a few ultrasound machines compared to, you know, a wide variety of available ultrasound machines and ultrasound faculty, you know, and that's something important to you. You know, you might want to take a look at that specifically with the program. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, just on a day-to-day basis, there are certain things that maybe um, are kind of a given at an academic program because of the resources that you just
1: may not have available at some other programs that you know, don't have as much funding. Yeah, and just to give an example of what Nick was saying as far as some of the county programs having more uh, resources than others, it really depends on the institution. For example, not that either of us rotated there, but I know Hennepin has just a a plethora of ultrasound machines and from my understanding, one in just about every room. So, you know, there are resources at county programs, but there are definitely those that are resource poor as well. And so those are some of the main differences, I think, between academic
2: and county hospitals. Great. So. It's January now. VSAS is starting to open for various programs. What do you think students should be thinking about when applying to a county program that we wouldn't even think to ask not having rotated there?
1: Well, is if this is more of a logistical question, um, I think logistically, uh, I... <laughs> A lot of these county programs aren't necessarily in the safest neighborhoods. Um, and so, thinking about housing and uh, where you're going to stay, and then uh, from there, how are you going to get there every day? And these seem like simple questions or, or, or simple things, but um, you know, it's the little things I think that are important. Uh, for me, uh, I had initially planned on renting a car every day, and then I realized, you know, in Chicago, where I was staying at least, that wasn't really an option, or at least not, it wasn't going to be. Fiscally responsible option, um, and it actually ended up being cheaper for me to take an Uber to my shift every day. Um, so, the logistical question like that would be was something that you know I didn't necessarily think of when I was applying.
0: Yeah, so you know, I I really didn't know what to expect, and I think that honestly, if you no matter where you went, you would get a different experience at every every single place, and I think that's the important thing to think about is it try to find. A program that's most unlike the program that you're at right now, or at least has you know some differences to it. And I think it's good to kind of go in expecting the unexpected and see how you acclimate to it. Um, You know, there's a lot to be said for showing that you can go into a particular situation, be unfamiliar with the staff, unfamiliar with you know where everything's at and how how it's run, and be able to kind of you know come in with You know and hit the ground running so to speak and do and show that you can do a good job in another environment um you know just as contrast between ohsu and the county program i was at um, just because of locale wise you know we don't get a ton of people just walking in off the streets here and you know one of the the things that i saw was you know not only did we have, you know, people walking in the streets, but we had people that are picked up in the parking lot and, you know, everything else um, or just, you know, kind of, you know, one block away, somebody, you know, got stabbed or something. And, you know, they drop them, you know, right there at the, you know, kind of the front doors of the county program.
1: So I would say uh, this is probably advice for any uh, sub I. Um, but given that these are in a sense audition rotations, um, just being you know especially prepared to take on the the role of a of an intern um, as you can. And I would just use this opportunity to make a plug for joining Emra. Um, I the resources that they give you, all the pocket guides and things like that, they're great little cheat sheets to have. And you know any uh, county hospital, you don't necessarily know what the computer situation is going to be. Um, so I think it's nice. To to have, be able to have those, those resources you know, in your white coat or, or hidden away with you somewhere. That way um, you're able to, to present as soon as possible, um, especially you know, given the volume at Cook County. Um, there are a lot of times where my attending would be you know, on the run and, and would see me walking out of the patient room and just have me present right then and there. So it was nice to be able to kind of have some of those quick guides to gather my thoughts uh, right beforehand. Um, I think that that probably helped me perform a little bit better.
2: Great. Well, just to wrap up, um, I wonder if either of you have uh, a patient experience from your sub eye, your away rotation, that you think sort of typifies the county experience.
1: Nick's laughing because he's heard this story a thousand times now. Um <laughs> Uh, so like I said, uh, County gives you the opportunity at least um, to really step up and, and, and jump into the position of a, of a primary uh, provider role. Um, I had a very unique experience that I, I don't imagine would be a very common experience uh, for, for most rotating students to have, um, where I actually had the opportunity to deliver a baby in the parking lot uh, outside of Cook County Hospital uh to make a very long story short for for the podcast here um essentially what ended up happening was i was taking an uber into work um i was coming into a 7 a.m shift and i was a little bit early and uh, as my uber was pulling up to the the front door i saw excuse me a car As I was pulling up to the front door, I saw uh, another car parked uh, out front with the doors wide open. Uh, and there was a nurse who was uh, rushing out with a gurney and gloves on and all that, and kind of slammed the gurney into the side of the car. And I, and I kind of look, remember looking out the window going, oh man, what's going on over there? And uh, so, you know, as the Uber pulls up, I stepped out of the car and uh, the nurse looks up to me and presumably because I was wearing scrubs, she called for help. And so I said, oh man, and I so I decided to, so I ran over there and uh, she said, this woman is having her baby. And as the medical student, the initial thought that went through my head is, I should probably go get somebody. So, um, but really before I had the opportunity to complete that thought, um, you know, I think the nurse saw that I was, I was thinking about turning to go inside and she said, no, the baby's coming now. And uh, so at that point, um, I uh, took a look in the front seat, and there was mom um, who was sitting on her baby, and the head was—I uh, would say—most of the way delivered. I think I could see the anterior shoulder starting to crown a little bit, and the baby was looking pretty blue, pretty cyanotic. And I'm pretty comfortable with seeing purple babies, but not blue babies. Um, and uh, and of course, as I'm looking in there, mom says, "Oh, and by the way, she's Mandarin speaking only," and uh, so. You know, I, I, I'd i like to say that I thought of some, you know, algorithm in my head of what to do next, but I really, I just kind of acted, um, and I laid mom back over uh, I over the center console a bit, um, and then just and just pre- performed the maneuvers that I remembered from OB, having done a grand total of one hands-on-hands delivery prior to this. Um, so I kind of just put my hands on the baby's head, let it go the direction it wanted to go, pulled down, pull up, and there was a kid. And there I was holding a child in my hands in front of the parking lot, and I didn't I just thought, well, what do I do now? And next thing that went through my head was, I should probably resuscitate this kid. And so we put the kid on mom and I started to stimulate and uh, the kid wasn't looking, the child was was a little boy and he wasn't looking too great uh, at the time. Uh, But fortunately after stimulating him for, I don't know. I want to say 10 seconds, but time kind of was lost on me at that point. Uh, you know, he started to have a little bit of movement, but he was pancyanotic. cyanotic. Um, and right about that time, we got a little bit of movement and almost like a faint cry out of him. The residents stormed out of the hospital and I, I just backed up and let them take charge. And so... Again, just to wrap up, we ended up taking him back to the resus bay with mom and I gave my sign out to the OB team as well as the NICU team. And it was a crazy, crazy experience
2: and I'll never forget it. That's definitely a hard act to follow. Thank you both for coming out and for joining us tonight. I think our listeners will appreciate your perspective on county programs. It's definitely something that's close to our listeners' minds applying to VSAS this time of year, and I think they'll appreciate your perspectives, your opinions, your stories as we go into this VSAS application. So thanks for sharing your county experiences with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for tuning into eMigCast for this month's episode on county rotations. Before we go, I want to review some of the key points that Nick and Alex made. First off, if you're not fixated on rotating at a specific institution, consider doing your away rotation at a county program, where you'll definitely get a different experience that will give you a better sense of what you do and don't like in a residency program. Second, county can be fast paced. While you're not going to be left behind if you're not proactive, you're definitely going to get more out of the rotation if you introduce yourself. Pick the patients that you really want to see and get after it when an interesting patient comes through the door. Third, at County, you're going to see different patients from different cultures and economic strata and you're going to see more of them. Be prepared to be flexible. And finally, as with any emergency medicine rotation, you never know what's going to walk through the door. Whatever that might be, use your judgment, work within your scope, and do what's best for your patients. If you missed out on our previous VSAS episode, be sure to check out episode 23 for the nitty-gritty of being successful applying for your away rotations. And for more tips on succeeding in the emergency department, you can reach all the way back to our second episode ever, where emergency RNs prep you for success on your rotation. Thanks again for listening. We make this podcast for you, our listener. So if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can find us at emigcast.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe now on iTunes and give us a review. It really helps to get our content out to more of you. This week's episode was hosted by Patrick Fink with sound engineering by Nicholas Von Forrester.
1: Thanks for listening to
2: emigcast.com. This podcast represents only the views of its producers and does not represent the views of OHSU or any affiliated institutions. And
0: while we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we're still learning and we ask that our audiences keep in mind that medicine is a constantly changing science and art.
2: This podcast was made possible by a grant from the Society for Academic Emergency Medicine, who we'd like to thank for their continuing support.